I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is 11 on the Ice. Powered by your local Honda dealers. Shop Honda.com. And welcome to the show that needs no retooling in the offseason, 11 on the ice. And that's because we have the best team on TV bringing you Penguins coverage. The old 2-9er, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Phil Bork. And from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dayan Kovacevic. Unfortunately, we are in our final game of the season, looking ahead at what's next after an early playoff exit by the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think our performance in the regular season, uh, I would have to think it, it would be acceptable that we won our division. But having said that, we have higher expectations in Pittsburgh. We have higher expectations inside our room, and, and we didn't ultimately live up to that. And we all have to take ownership for it. Let's start by talking about Mike Sullivan. In one breath, we've talked about him as a potential Jack Adams nominee. In the other, some think he either won't or shouldn't be back behind the bench. Borky, where do you guys stand on Sully? Boy, uh, for Sully, man, he's he's my kind of coach. I'll tell you that first. I'm a little old school. Maybe it's the br- way I was brought up. Tough love for my dad. I would love to play for a guy like Mike Sullivan. He is a no-nonsense, all-business type of guy. With that being said, you've won three of your last 16 playoff games, and Sully said it perfectly. What they did during the regular season was remarkable, was incredible, uh, and a lot of credit has to go to him. You know, the broadcasters, myself included, we get to vote on the Jack Adams, Coach of the Year. I voted number one for Sully. And a lot of colleagues of mine also said, I'm voting for Sully number one. They text me, they call me, they said, Sully's my guy. He deserves it. But we are not judged on regular seasons here. We are judged on playoffs. We don't hope to win playoff series. We don't hope to win Stanley Cups. We expect that. And so Sully said, I own it. I'm responsible for it. And we'll have to see where it goes from here. A couple years left in this deal, by the way. Dan, what say you? Uh, he, he owns it, but he wasn't tending goal. And when you look at things that are controllable for a coach in any sport, all they can do is put their athletes into a position to succeed. The Penguins literally outshot attempted the Islanders 4-3. to three. That's the exact ratio over the course of that series. They dominated possession in five of the six games. They did what they needed to do at the skater level. For the most part, they weren't perfect, but for the most part, they should have run away with that series. They didn't get the goaltending that they needed from Tristan Jari, and Sullivan did not have a plan B. Maxime Lagasse sitting on the folding chair down over on the runway was not plan B. He was not even going to be a plan D in this equation. Uh, there's nowhere for me to go with this but to say that I'm completely behind this head coach. Well, the next big off-season question surrounds whether the core of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang will remain together on the team. This is a business. It's not, it's not up to me um, to decide those things. Um, like I said in the past, um, me, Gino, and Sid want to finish as Penguins. We truly believe in ourselves, and um, we think we have a, a lot to offer. 
Well, it's a simple question with a complex answer. Dan, should they be kept together and will they be kept together? Well, what you have to ask yourself isn't, is this some sort of ideological or philosophical debate? Or is it there's three guys who are really, really bargains to have on your roster and you can't get much in a trade for Evgeny Malkin for reasons that would take me about an hour to explain. Uh, it's just not practical or feasible to trade either Malkin or Latang. Sid's not going anywhere. Sid should never be part of this discussion. Uh, where, where these other two guys are concerned, if I'm the Penguins, they each have another year on their contract. They're all back for another year. I loved this group of skaters. Yes, you could modify things a little bit, but what you need more than anything else is goaltending. Borky, will the three be kept together or can you see some moves in this offseason here? I think they're going to be kept together uh, for a couple of reasons. And it's a great point you made, Dan, that uh, out on the open market, what they should be making is a lot more. Mm -hmm. With all that being said, listen, we can't keep taking victory laps here postseason after postseason and say, and of course, what are they going to say? I mean, of course they want to stay together. I get that. But they have to live up to their part of the bargain. When we needed a big goal in double overtime, we needed one of our stars to get it, and we didn't get it. And this has been year after year after year. I get it. I want them all here. I want to see their, their numbers hanging from the rafters. I want to see uh, them going to the Hall of Fame. I want to see all that. But I want the, the other part of the bargain. That I know that ownership and I know that management says, let's give them one more year. Let's give them one more year. Let's give them one more year. Well, at some point, they need to deliver on their part of the bargain. Well, a lot of the heat from the series loss to the Islanders has gone to Tristan Jari. The question that's at everybody's minds, is he the Penguins' number one at the beginning of next season? And if he isn't, who is? Borky, we start with you. Well, I'm not ready to uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Uh, and this might not be the most popular decision right now because people are hurting, and I get that. I'm hurting, too. Uh, what... what happened in the playoffs with Tristan Jari was not what happened in the regular season. Listen, he didn't have a great start. 2-4-1 to start the season. But then he ripped off 22-7-2. He was 13-3-1 in his last 17 games. It didn't go good in the playoffs. But listen, 2012-2013 for Marc-Andre Fleury were horrible. He needed a sports psychologist to get him out of that funk. We stuck with him and we won a couple more cups. I don't think we're ready to send Tristan Jari packing just because of a six-game span. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. Flurry's numbers in those two series. Jari's numbers were actually better in this series than Flurry's in those. Just something interesting to note. Dayan, is he going to be here next season? You know, should he be that number one guy? Uh, he's going to be here. He's got two more years on his contract. Um, should he be the number one guy, anointed the number one guy going into training camp? That's an emphatic no. Uh, if I'm Ron Hextall, I'm out looking. There's a pretty thick unrestricted free agent market for goaltenders, some really prominent names. And you can bring one of those guys in, uh, and those are some proud individuals. And I'm talking like a Jonathan Quick or someone like that. Tuka Rask is available this summer for crying out loud. Uh, you bring in someone like that and you say, listen, you're going to have to earn your job as well. But uh, Tristan Jari's not going to be handed the job. I really don't believe that. There's no way you can feel good about playing in front of that goaltender after what he just did. Yeah, some of the guys out there. Peter Morazic is an unrestricted There's free agent. There's another one. And Alex Nedeljkovic, what he's doing in Carolina is he's taking the number one job. Yep. Auntie Ranta's a guy that's out there. Yep. So there are a couple of guys out there. But I like Casey the Smith. It would have been interesting if Casey the Smith was in the mix here yeah. with the way things went south for Tristan. All they needed, Jenna, was mediocre goaltending. They didn't even need yeah. good goaltending to win this series.
Well, we will look at who the Penguins could potentially lose to the expansion Seattle Kraken and more on the core, the legacy of their Stanley Cups. If they're broken up, did they do enough? 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. We don't know if the core of Crosby, Malkin, and Latang will still be together, but if they finish their careers together with three Stanley Cup championships, was that overachieving, underachieving, or just right? Borky, we start with you. I'm going to say overachieving. It's hard to win Stanley Cups. Everything has to go right. You need every call, every bounce. You need to stay healthy. And to win three Cups with these three guys... Are you kidding me? And you had a pretty long gap between 09 and 16, and they were able to do it back-to-back in 16 and 17 in a, in a cap era. I mean, that's, that's overachieving to the maximum. I was going to say, you mentioned back-to-back. That in itself right there, an incredibly hard feat to do in this era of hockey. Day in. Overachieving, underachieving, kind of where do you, where did you oh, see it? Oh, it's, it's I, I, everything Phil said. And, and respectfully, I'm not even going to go further than Phil <laughs> said because he went just about right. Three Stanley Cups in the salary cap era. You mentioned the back-to-back. That was unprecedented in the cap era. I don't know that we're going to see it again. I mean, look at the way Team St. Louis won it a couple years ago and then, you know, this is how these things happen. Except if you have this brilliant core uh, Mike Sullivan was glowing about these guys, and not in a laudatory, like, past tense way. Uh, these guys still, I don't, I don't want to talk about them as if they're leaving, okay? These guys were still terrific players this season. And one more time, if they had even mediocre goaltending, we're not even having this discussion. We're talking about the Boston Bruins right now. Yeah, let's not forget about what kind of people they are also, yes. okay? With, all with three. everything that Sid has done off the ice, and Latang's been such a good citizen as well as Gino. Those are things that kind of fly. All we talked about was the things on the ice. Never off an issue. The ice, Never the an issue with any of the three Never a bad over a word. decade right. and a half. People, players, the city loves all so much. Well, who will the Penguins release to the Kraken and who should they be sure to protect? That's next on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. I got to find a better way to um, produce and do my job there. So um, take a lot of responsibility for that and um, let a lot of people down. But I, I just got to find a way to um, I got to find a way to put the puck in the net, make plays and, and, and be better there. So that yeah, hurts. 
Jake Gensel saying he has to do better for the Penguins. Welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. Dayan, who do you need to see a big improvement from next season? Well, I mean, Jake hits on a, a pretty good spot, and I feel like we need to separate regular season and playoffs here because Jake yeah. was a pretty good player in the regular season. The playoffs, by the way, Jake led the entire series in shots on goal with 27, so it's not like he vanished or something, but he was getting crushed by the Islanders. Uh, Barry Trotz put a target on him at the beginning, said, I'm taking him away. Uh, there's one player, the old Bill Belichick style, you take one player away from the other team. They decided it was gonna be Jake, and for the most part it was. Player that I wanna see a leap from though, and I'm not gonna take the obvious, Jari, because I don't want him even as the number one goaltender. The guy I want to see a leap from is someone maybe you wouldn't think of right off the bat, and that's John Marino. John Marino took a step backward this season. John Marino would be the first to tell you that he did that from his rookie year. He has the ability to be a star in this league. I really believe that, and the Penguins can become a cup contender again if they have two number ones on the right side. Borky, you're thinking Marino as well, and you have someone else on, mind, on your mind also? Really, Jerry McCann was the guy for me. Uh, and I know mm. he had a, a block during the regular season where he was on fire. And I know he's a little bit streaky. Most goal scorers are streaky. But I didn't notice him much in the playoffs. And that's when I needed him, man. That's when I need Jerry McCann really step up. No goals in the playoffs. That's He's one of those secondary scoring guys. Listen, Jason Zucker's that guy, too, to step up. Jason Zucker showed me so much in game number six. He, he came to play. But... From, from my money's worth, I thought Jared McCann was a little bit little bit uh, sleepy in the playoffs. I needed more from him. Phil, did you think, and I didn't have a chance to ask you this in the playoffs, that he excessively deferred to Jeff Carter because Carter had the hot hand? Yeah, a little bit, but he's a shooter. He's a sniper. Right. He's a goal scorer. Right. He's there to score goals. Well, the expansion Seattle Kraken will pick up a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins in July. Borky, you're first. Beyond the obvious core guys, who do the Penguins absolutely have to protect on their list here? Well, they've they've got some they've got a lot of choices, uh, but for me, you know, Brian Dumoulin's a guy. I just think you cannot touch Brian Dumoulin. He is such a leader on this hockey team. He plays important minutes. He does so many little things on the ice that get you to the playoffs, that win you hockey games. And the biggest thing for me with Brian Dumoulin, as great as he's been on the ice, I think he's been better off the ice. He's become such a voice in that locker room, such a leader, such a big guy in the community also. Dan, if you're the Pens, who are you protecting here? Well, I, I'm looking at McCann. When we're talking about these fringe expansion types here, Let's say Dumoulin's gone, and I agree with everything that Phil says. P.O. Joseph's sitting around. Let's not forget the impression that he made when he showed up. And I'm not suggesting that he'll come in and be instant Dumoulin, okay? But I'm intrigued by what we saw of Jared McCann as a goal scorer. I, I got a fear right off the bat when I saw him overpassing to Carter. Because you got two guys that need to be shooting the puck. That doesn't always work, you know? Uh, I want to see more of McCann. I want to see McCann develop into a top six winger. Well, just for fun, we are looking at the reformation of the Metropolitan Division and how those teams fared once reunited. <laughs> sure, you can take out Boston, but Carolina, oh, they had more points than any <laughs> East team this year. This would have been a fun playoffs, not going to lie. But how is the Penguins team set for the Metropolitan Division, and does the team need to get more physical? Borky? I think if you just put on paper team talent, Penguins are there, if not the best in the division. 
where I see the glaring weakness is size factor and toughness factor. And a guy that can jump over the boards, whether it's verbally or physically, deliver that intimidation. The one thing that sticks out to me is how many times guys like Latang and Crosby and Malkin had to stick up for themselves. And I know they're not shrinking violets. I know that's kind of the way they operate. But I think there's been, just been too many years here where they've had to stick up for themselves because we haven't had that guy, at least one guy, to go over the boards and deliver that message verbally or physically. Day and how much does this team really need that extra element of physicality? Uh, I think it needs it. I don't think it needs it to the extent where we're starting to talk about the Brian Burke truculence factor <laughs> or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I don't think those days are, are for the most part gone. Uh, but you do need to answer. You know, Sid got cross-checked by Brock Nelson there in Game Six. It was it was pretty stomach-turning. And Sid took a long time to get up from that. And I'm convinced he was hurt way more than anybody let on during or afterward, for that matter. And then you see everybody else on the ice. And Phil, I know this is what, what you want to say here. Because these yeah. guys just turn around and just skate slowly back to the bench as if nothing happened. And, you know... That part of hockey just hasn't changed. You still have to stick up for your best players in some form or other without becoming goons or thugs or dragging knuckles or anything like that. Well, we want to talk about Jeff Carter for a moment. An unusual statement after game six, quote, I really enjoyed my time here. Any chance he retires, guys? Oof, that caught my attention, too, when he said it. And, and it, it's not good because Jeff Carter, in addition to having the a massive impact that he had, here also is just a 2.6 million dollar cap hit if he returns so he's eminently affordable and he does give you a lot of that size factor that you're looking for oh and you know another thing that Jeff Carter does he shoots the puck and he puts it on net he was everything that the Penguins needed if I'm Hextall and, and Burke and, and Mario and everybody I'm like this on the phone with Jeff Carter nonstop. <laughs> to make sure he returns. And we heard Mike Sullivan talk about just the impact he brings mm -hmm. into that locker room, the fact that you have a Stanley Cup champion, an experienced guy. Borky, any chance he retires? Does he stay? Does he go? I don't think so. Dale, isn't he one goal away from 400? It's something yeah. like that. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, th those guys, they, you know, that stuff matters. Plus, it, he it, also would want another cup. And you know what? After his performance in the playoffs, I, I think any doubt that was in his mind, I think it should be erased. He can play. Oh. He can skate. He's still got that wicked shot, and he still has the fire in the belly to win again. I, I, I think, and I understand... He's got a big family. He's got a beautiful home right on the beach in California. It'll still be there. It's It'll not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, he's got one year left on the deal. Carty, give us one more year. Empty the tank in the Berg, baby. Dude pulled away from Anthony Beauvillier for that goal in game oh, oh, yeah. six. He pulled away from Beauvillier. Come back. <laughs> well, we're going to look ahead to the Boston Islanders series as the Stanley Cup playoffs continue on Channel 11 next on 11 on the Ice. Welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Honda. It's Bruins and Islanders starting minutes from now. Who do you guys like and why? Borky, we'll start with you. 
I like the bees. I like the Bruins. Uh, I just think they are uh, from top to bottom. And that top line with, uh, with Bergeron, Marchand, and, and Pasternak, I, I just don't know if the Islanders, if that's Zizekas line, if that's who they're going to match him up with, if they're going to be able to hold them back. But now they have second-depth scoring. And bringing in Taylor Hall and being a nice compliment with David Krejci, that even makes them more dangerous. But really, I see the advantage in goal with Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask, you know, the knock in Boston, Tuka Rask has never won the big one, right? It was Tim Thomas that won the Stanley Cup for the Boston Bruins in 2011. And there's kind of been that knock on Tuka Rask. And him with being an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, I think Tuka is going to rise to the rise to the top here. I like the Bs. Probably go seven, though. This is going to be a fun series for sure. Day and do the Bruins take it or do the Islanders surprise more people? No, I think the Bruins are going to take it handily. And, and I don't say that because of any preconceived notions or, or meaning from the regular season. Uh, I, I see it as the Boston Bruins are what people think the New York Islanders are, meaning they're actually a very good defensive team. The Islanders have a defensive posture, but don't actually stop you from doing anything, as the Penguins showed with 83 shot attempts in a single game. The Bruins wouldn't allow that in a zillion years. Boston's better defensively, Boston's better in goal, and Boston's got the better firepower. Boston wins. Well, stay with us right here on Channel 11. The Bruins and the New York Islanders game one minutes from now on your Stanley Cup station, WPXI. Well, that'll do it for us this season on 11 on the Ice, sponsored by your local Honda dealers. For Dan Kovacevic and Phil Bork and the entire Channel 11 sports team, thanks so much for sticking with us all season long. I'm Jenna Harner. Have a great night.